3: The kerfluffle continues. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are back all night long in the air, everywhere, in collaboration. As we begin to burn, burn, baby burn, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast... And humongously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the Haven. The hot take Haven as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers—that That is a lot. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour. And by the way, before I tell you what our lead is, I kind of gave it away already. Tonight's a special night. Why? We're all alive, and it's a newbie night. It's a newbie night. All new callers. Not the same seven people that call the show. No, no. All new callers all night long we will discover the next great sports talk radio overnight caller. And if you call up and we like you and you keep calling, we'll give you a goofy nickname. And we all know that the late-night radio caller with a goofy nickname is a better caller. It's just the world is better when you have that content. It, it just simply is. There's no way around it. But our lead this hour does come from the NFL, and oh, what a story it is. I, I might – be the only one that's fascinated by this. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I continue to love the, we'll call it the backwash, if you will, uh, from the franchised tagged running backs not getting paid and the hissy fit, which has been going on by certain members of the media and the running back community, if you've not heard the latest On this story, perhaps not. We've now learned that there is a group of veteran running backs so upset. How upset are they? They're so upset that they have organized a group text chain. Let me tell you something. When you go to a text chain, you mean business. right? We all know that. When you go to a text chain, my God, holy cannoli. Uh, and, And so they are commiserating. They are... Working together side by side, Titans, Giants, Raiders, me oh my, all working in cahoots to try to figure out how to navigate through a depressing, gloomy financial situation at the running back position. Let me tell you something. We do the same thing in radio. Yeah. Oh, we all text. Yeah, we have group text. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's worked out well, Uh, unless it hasn't. Uh, But they're trying to improve their situation, right? They're trying to improve their situation. They're brainstorming and all that. They're using the social media channels, the Matrix. They're using the Matrix to attempt to curry favor and also friendly faces, ex-jocks that are now in the football media, and they are deputizing them to put pressure on ownership. So let us discuss. The question, what is your position? On the running backs forming a confab to get together here and a a text chain. The running backs forming a text chain to brainstorm on improving salary. So I've got sardines, Chris Kringle, and Squatty Potty. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make Tomatoes. Why? Because the NFL running backs would like to take those tomatoes and throw them at ownership. They're that upset. All right. So, A, uh, pretty sure, without being inside the text chain, I'm pretty sure the text chain is filled with a lot of memes and a lot of jokes, probably fart jokes, a lot of that going on. I don't think this is an intense a situation. And that's just my my take on what's going on here. Yeah, they're, they're texting each other. There's probably a lot of grab ass uh, going on as well. And why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be a lot of grab ass? Uh, you got to keep things light as you are efforting to synchronize the message, the same talking points and all of that, the battle plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And while factions of the pigskin media, as mentioned, some former players are picking up the cause here and taking this as their cause and uh, demanding uh, no justice, no peace for the running backs and all that, uh, it's just wild. It's just absolutely wild. Like this is some kind of big uh, thing that should stop the NFL in its tracks because the running backs are not getting paid a lot of money uh, I have not lost any sleep over this am I a bad person because I've not lost any I've not I've not uh, I, I have nothing to do with running backs making money uh, if they make a lot of, to me they make a lot of money anyway I think they already make a lot of money so that's good for them I'm happy with them they want more money more 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 but it's at this point if you take a couple of steps back and you look across the Serengeti and you look at the landscape and you look at the running back position and you say, okay, uh, th- this whole hullabaloo is one of those things that sounds better in theory than in reality. It's all sizzle and no steak. It's a futile act. Now, Hey, I understand why they're doing it, and uh, that's great. Knock yourself out. Uh, take Take up Congress. Maybe get some Congress people to get involved in this. Uh, but the reason it doesn't have legs, if you look out, NFL management does not see a problem. The fans don't see a problem. So that's a big stumbling block. I, I don't know fans really care about this. I mean, there's some hardos that maybe do, but the vast majority do not care. you you got your own problems. You've got your own finances to worry about. you got to pay your own bills. You worry about some running back. For the Tennessee Titans or the Giants or the the Dolphins, you don't care. Who cares? Right? If they get paid a lot of money, great. They already get paid a lot of money compared to what the common person makes anyway. And and the other situation is that there's a cornucopia of available running backs that's called supply-side economics. And we talked about this in previous episodes of the show. I guess we'll give a refresher course right now. But increased supply versus lack of Demand. Not that there's no demand. Every team in the NFL has a running back. There's certainly demand for it. But it's not increased demand. And rushers are like sardines. We've used this analogy before. We believe it fits. And so we'll stick with it that the quarterback is salmon. Salmon is expensive. Sardines are not. Expensive? Why? Uh, because there are an abundant amount of sardines. They are not hard to get, and the number of sardines uh, it exceeds the level of demand. So it, it's a simple case. You, you look at you look at the oceans, and you say, "My, there's a lot of sardines there." But there's no correlation between paying ball carriers and winning. That's another strike, another demerit. Against the running backs in the NFL and in the last 15 years. So not a generation, but getting close to a generation last 15 years, no Super Bowl winning team has had a running back whose salary cap hit exceeded 2.4 million. The last team to win a Super Bowl with a premier running back was the Seattle Seahawks. Back in 2013, I believe it was, and uh, they won because of their defense, not necessarily because of their running back. But that's how – got to go back a decade. Uh, The last time that happened, and Kansas City just won the Super Bowl. They had two running backs that played in the game against Philadelphia, Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round draft pick, and Jarek McKinnon, who's bounced around the NFL. And so that's that's how that went. All right, now turning the page on the running back – Issues. We go to Dallas where C.D. Lamb is under contract through the 2024 season. But uh, if you're looking for somebody that's going to get paid a ton of money and also upset the running backs, C.D. Lamb supposedly that guy. I was just reading about this that Lamb is next in line for the next wave to cash in those big bonanza contract extensions. And a report saying he's going to be the top of the market guy. And he's, he's going to make his uh, very low by NFL standards base salary CD lamb in Dallas this year I know you're concerned about that uh and and then you've got the fifth year option where his contract's going to jump up up and away the chatter has Jerry Jones looking to hand over more cash to CD lamb so buy or sell buy or sell the Cowboys CD lamb being a Top-of-the-market guy at the receiver position when he gets the new contract. So, I, I'm going to buy this one. I'll be Benny Brightside. i buy it. I'm not a huge C.D. Lamb guy. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I don't have him in the rarefied air of NFL receivers. He's a second-tier receiver in terms of the top guys being Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Uh, you, you go to Jamar Chase of Cincinnati, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs when he's not a Looney Tune, uh, Devontae Adams. Those are the top guys. And then you've got that second wave with A.J. Brown in Philadelphia, Debo Samuel with the Niners, who's a Swiss Army Knife guy, Mike Evans, and then D.K. Metcalf. So he's kind of in that group, which is not a bad group. It's not a bad group. It's it's a nice group. They eat well. People like them. uh, So they're they're in good shape. Uh, But regardless of that, Jerry Jones in this little equation, I'm being Benny Brightside because Jerry Jones is the Kris Kringle in Dallas. And C.D. is on Santa's nice list. And Jerry takes care of people that are on the nice list. And so each year, each year, uh, Jerry says, uh, who's been naughty and who's been nice? And C.D. Lamb, assuming he doesn't go out there and puke all over the field uh, this year, that he'll be in line for the Cowboys to, to possibly tear up that fifth-year option and, uh, and line something up. But you, you look around, and, and with – DeAndre Hopkins aging, going to a run-first team in Tennessee, and he's going to fall off the map. Amari Cooper likely will follow off the map, and so they move down, and then CeeDee Lamb moves on up to a penthouse on the Upper East Side. Now, last word here. So former Falcon wide receiver Julio Jones, who played for Tennessee last year, was in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers there. How did that work out? Not good. But there's a story bouncing around that that he is drawing interest from a team that just flopped trying to get a wide receiver. So former Falcon receiver Julio Jones' name has popped up. It's been linked to the Patriots. Is that something or nothing? So that would be nothing. That would be – well, it's obviously – we're talking about it, but it's still nothing. Nothing. Do not let a falling star fall on you. DeAndre Hopkins spurned the Patriots for the Titans. And the Patriots, you know, looking around, they need to, they need to do something. All right, they need to do something. So they're looking around. The cupboards are bare right now. There's nothing there. It's like after the pandemic when you tried to get toilet paper, you tried to get bottled water, you couldn't get that because it was all gone. People were buying it. They were hoarding it. Uh, so they're looking for help. And Julio Jones if you if you think of Julio Jones in his in terms of where he's at in his career, he's like a beached whale. Uh, and at one point was a beautiful whale right out there swimming through the Atlantic. Just amazing, beautiful whale. And now he's uh, laying there, and you're just waiting for the whale to explode. You're waiting for the gas, and that's going to be kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. He's washed up. But big name, Hall of Fame career, big name at this point, little game. And for the Patriots, Julio Jones – would be akin to a, not a Squatty Potty, but the Squatty Potty spray. You know they sell that spray when you you drop a deuce, it'll make it smell good. Yeah, that they try to smell up because the name's great. People like the name. And there's a lot of low-information fans that see a name like that. They're like, oh, man, this guy's great. Got that nice floral scent to it uh, and all that, trying to mask the smell coming out in terms of raw talent from the Patriot locker room. Just one spray. That's it. Just one spray. His last impactful season was way back in 2019. Since the pandemic, he has been a bus rider, Julio Jones, not a bus driver. But, hey, he's had a great career. But I don't think that's that's
4: likely to happen. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey Smaller here. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under thirty seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick Six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app, then pick between two and six players to choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code MALLER. The new customers play 5 bucks and get 50 In Pick 6 Credits, that's code Maller only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
4: Terms at picksix.draftkings.com/slash promos.
3: The Bronx is a burning, the worst Yankee team in a generation. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller show on a newbie night. We'll be here all night long. We're in the air everywhere. In cahoots as we catch fire coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the delights, the cooking up of gastronomic sports opinion delights. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way that tire buying should be. And our lead this hour coming from baseball. And we love a good palace intrigue story. We have that in baseball. The Yankees continuing their Western sojourn. They have stopped in Anaheim this week, hanging out at Disneyland. Another night and another L. For the Halo, Shohei Ohtani, an RBI triple. The Angels cruising past the Yankees 5-1, to one, a game the Angels never trailed, lighting up the scoreboard there and the Halo at the Big A. But the better story is in the losing locker room, the last place Yankees. It has been literally a generation, over a generation. Generations 25 to 30 years, depending on – how you do the math on that, but about about 25, 30 years. It's been 32 years since a Yankee team was in last place in the American League East this far into the season, and you know what that means. Well, maybe you don't know what that means, but that means there are whispers and people blowing into microphones about the status of skipper Aaron Boone. It's bubbling up around baseball. Would Brian Cashman do the unthinkable? Would he do the unimaginable? Is Aaron Boone in trouble in the Bronx after all these years as Yankee manager? Inquiring minds would like to know. And so that's the whisper. Now, Boone is at the very front Of the dugout, he's the one, supposedly, that's in charge. We know he's not, but he's the one that's being credited with guiding the pinstripes through the rocky road ice cream that they're in right now. So let us discuss the question. Should Aaron Boone be looking over his shoulder when it comes to his status as the Yankees manager? So I've got Teflon, Hiccup, and Nitty Gritty. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a migraine headache, which is what many people that like the Yankees have watching the Yankees attempt to swing the bat. So wing, bada, so wing, bada, and a swing and a miss, a swing and a miss. So number one. Number one. To answer the question, should Aaron Boone be looking over his shoulder as Yankee manager. The answer is yes. He ought to be updating his LinkedIn page, trying to get his job back at ESPN. But I think they fired everybody. I don't know if there's any jobs left over there. Uh, Two hundred eighty million dollar payroll for the New York Yankees. Two hundred eighty million dollar payroll. They are a last place team. They are over five hundred, but only a few games over five hundred now. they only four games over five hundred as the time we are talking to you in this moment which is not that much. They're only a few games above the Angels in the overall standings when you look at that last place in the American League East. But the reality is, while Aaron Boone should be concerned right now that this might come to an end, this fairy tale ride as Yankee manager, Aaron F. And Boone, it's going to end, the reality is that Aaron Boone walks around the Yankee dugout and the clubhouse there in the Bronx and sounds like a guy who knows – He's the Teflon Don. He knows that he's got nothing to worry about. He's in there humming a few bars of Huna, uh, Huna Matata. Right? He's, he's going on and on from the Lion King there, Huna Matata, doing his thing there, no worries, no problems, that whole deal. And this is a different era in the Bronx. We've said this for years, and the fact that Aaron Boone is not in any danger, the fact that Aaron Boone is not in any danger – is proof that this is a different era in the Bronx, that he's a protected interest at this point. It's all about the process. It's it's all about the process. you got to follow the battle plan. And Aaron Boone right now has a duffel bag of excuses. He does, right? Well, we didn't have Carlos Radon for a while. He's come back and been terrible, by the way, since he's come back to the Yankee rotation. Nestor Cortez has been out for an extended period of time. Then you got the big one. Oh, my toe! Oh, my God, my toe! It hurts so much, my toe! Aaron Judge, injured by an inanimate object at Dodger Stadium. He's such a klutz that he injured his toe and has missed over a month. The Yankees claim that Aaron Judge is going to be back in the lineup, but the only way – he'll be back soon – but the only way that Aaron Boone is going to leave his post as the one who's keeping track of the New York Yankees lineup, the only way is if ownership grows a pair and takes a wrecking ball to Brian Cashman. It's going to have to be the Daily Double. The only way they get rid of Boone, I'm convinced, is the Daily Double. Now, the Yankees did fire their hitting coach, something they have not done in a generation. So that, that's a new thing. And it hasn't done anything. The Yankees are 28th in runs per game since early June. Over a month. There's only two teams. There's 30 teams in baseball. There's only two teams that are scoring fewer runs than the Yankees. That coincides with Aaron Judge being out of the lineup. Uh, you got other supposedly competent big league players who have no idea how to hit a breaking ball, can't tell the difference between a curveball and a slider. They have no concept, it would appear. And so the only way they get rid of Aaron Boone is if they just blow the whole thing up. And there is a better chance that I end up uh, getting promoted to a high-paying job than that happens, Which and there's almost no chance of that happening. So, uh, But listen, Aaron Boone, at this point, he's like a tenured professor. And I'm t- I watch these news conferences. It's like, well, we've got the players. You know, He's going to say all the, the, the positive nonsense. we got the players. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. All right, now turning the page on that. Let's stay in Anaheim. The team that beat the Yankees, the Angels, since the All Star break, they lost the series to the a holes from Houston. They've now won the series against the Yankees, even if they lose the getaway game on Wednesday afternoon. Here, they've already won the first two, so they've won that series. So at this point, the Yankees or the Angels are three and two out of the gates. They're back to five hundred. The trade deadline is now less than two weeks away. So what? is the temperature around the Big A when it comes to Shohei Otani and the trade gossip that is all over Major League Baseball. So I'm going to tell you that I put some feelers out because I got no life and I know a few people. that They, they don't like to admit they know me, but I, I sent some messages out trying to figure out what was going on, try to get some inside skinny here on Otani and what's going on and get the pulse in the room. And so the, the word that I have gotten, is that Artie Marino, the word is ambivalent. He's ambivalent when it comes to the Otani trade. He's not convinced that Shohei is guaranteed to leave like many people in the media are. That's the word that I'm hearing. He thinks there's still a shot that the Angels can keep Otani and sign him to an extension and keep him with Mike Trout in Anaheim. Now, many would say that's neurosis, uh, but I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, that that he's not convinced that all these insiders are right, that Otani is desperately trying to leave here, that he thinks that this is going to be very similar to Mike Trout. Mike Trout, people thought he was going to go to the Yankees or the Phillies or somewhere else. He decided to stay and re-up and sign a forever contract with the Angels, and just about the time that contract was completed – he was diagnosed with a chronic back injury. So, uh, anyway, uh, Artie Marino is reluctant to also give up on the Komodo dragon in the room. Now, the Komodo dragon in the room when it comes to uh, the Otani story is the fact that Showtime is on a historic home run pace. That if he were to continue, not get hurt and continue to hit home runs the way he is, This is a big hiccup for Artie Marino and the Angels because he has a legitimate chance to break the the home run record, which was just set last year, the American League home run record by Aaron Judge. He's got a great chance of passing that. And who knows? If Otani has a ridiculous month of August, you can say that Barry Bonds is in his sight, that the all-time single-season steroid record from Bonds could be taken down there. And Artie Marino's like, wait a minute, this guy could do it as an Angel? With that Angel logo, that would be great for my brand. Do I really want to give that up? Win the MVP and all that. Now, the deadline is less than two weeks away. And from what I've been informed here, the trade chatter, while it is going on, it is in the embryonic stage. And this is going to go down to the buzzer right there, the final day. It would be surprising if Otani's traded before the final uh, final minutes of the trade deadline here. And so the Angels owner, the sense is he's sitting on the fence, though, that he has a case of selective hearing, Mr. Marino, the, the Angels owner there. And I keep going back to the Mike Trout thing. It's like, well, people said Mike Trout was going to leave. He stayed. And Otani, people say he's going to leave. And what if he stays? Uh, and the, the Angels think they can make him a competitive offer? I'd love to know what that is. I don't know what that is. What is a competitive offer? The Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees will be interested. The Red Sox possibly as well be interested in Otani. So will they find middle ground? But we'll see what happens. But that's the latest, and it's going to be one hell of a sales pitch from the Angels' ownership there to Otani. And uh, he'll probably have his ears plugged while they're talking. I don't want to hear you. Na-na-na-na-na-na. All alright final point. So there's a change in ownership in baseball with one of the better teams in baseball this year, the Atlanta Braves, a group called Liberty Media announced a split-off of the Braves baseball franchise as its own publicly traded entity, as in Wall Street. Here we go, Wall Street. Yes, very exciting. Now, we are told, and you know when it comes to finances, you always turn to the overnight radio guy, but we are told that this is essentially a one-for-one swap of existing shares. So is it rational or irrational for Braves fans to be worried about this ownership shuffle? So I say it's rational. Now, I I saw the quotes coming out of Atlanta, and they're like, there's nothing to see here. It's just a paper move, nothing big, nothing to worry about. Status quo for the Bravos. That's what the word is. I'm not so sure. To me, the proof is in the, the pudding. And uh, what kind of pudding are they going to put out there? And the Braves have signed all their key young players to really long contracts. So they're all set up in Atlanta that they've all got team-friendly contracts, even though they're making a lot of money, those young players. The the, the proof is if that continues, if they keep those guys and don't start trading some of those guys away. The problem when you get Wall Street involved, and I know they've still been involved with Wall Street, Liberty Media on Wall Street, but it's a, it's a different an- animal now. And the problem is do you have to you have to please the stockholders. You know, the reason ESPN laid off all those employees, it's, you know, people I knew some of those people that got whacked over at ESPN is because they're owned by Disney, and Disney's run by Wall Street. And big companies make changes. You're just a name on a tote board uh, at big corporations because you have to appease the stockholders. And so are the Atlanta Braves, as their own standalone entity, as they get swapped out by Liberty Media, going to have to make sure to pacify the stockholders. That's the question. And the common fan, like you and I, if we want, I'm not a Braves fan, but if I wanted to, I could buy stock now in the Atlanta Braves. you're a Braves fan, you could own a piece of the Atlanta Braves. So will that be as worthless as a stock option of the Green Bay Packers? And is this just a way to artificially generate revenue, a money grab, snatch some extra cash, I'm uh, asking for a fan. I'm asking for a fan. because And we're going to monitor the situation, but the positive, there is a positive on this, is that we're going to get even more of the nitty gritty. Baseball, like all businesses, are very hush hush when it comes to the actual finances. You don't really know. Now, we know a lot about the NFL because of the Green Bay Packers, we know a lot about the Atlanta Braves and baseball because of the Liberty Media, financial filings a couple years ago, how much money the Braves generated in revenue, for example, when they won the World Series a couple years back. Uh, But now we're going to get even more information, in theory, and that's good. How much mucho dinero exactly do the teams get from the national TV contracts and from the merchandise and all that inside baseball, how profitable these teams are, which I'm sure is very exciting for the people that are on the union side in baseball
4: be sure to catch live editions of the ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific hey what's up everybody it's me three-time
3: pro bowler lavar errington and i couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask
4: It's Mallor. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop-da-loop. ESPN recently published quarterback rankings as picked by executives, coaches, and scouts from around the NFL. It had Aaron Rodgers at number four. However, one AFC scout said the ranking is too high, and he should be around uh, 8 to 12. Ben, where do you have Rodgers ranked?
3: Yeah, so I don't know who that was, if that was made up by the writer, but yeah, it's, Aaron Rodgers like the 10th. Tenth to twelfth in that group. He, Based on his performance, based on the actual results last year, he was not as good as Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Justin Herbert. Tua Tongue of Iloa was better. Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, go down the list. Jared Goff, better than Aaron Rodgers last year. Kirk Cousins, better than Aaron Rodgers. So, eh, about tenth. Eh, put him right
4: there. N- not the MVP version he had been. Next! LeBron James took to social media to sing the praises of Kyrie Irving by co-signing on another tweet that called Kyrie the best player with the ball in his hands we have ever seen. Ben, based on ability alone, do you think this argument can be made?
3: So LeBron is guilty
4: of recency bias
3: on this. Yeah, Kyrie's the top ball handler in this generation of NBA players, but you know, how far back do you want to go? Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Tim Hardaway, the original Tim Hardaway. Alan Iverson was amazing with the basketball. So it really just depends on generation.
4: Do I think Kyrie's the greatest of all time? I do not. Next! Uh, So there's been a slight buzz about uh, WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, With a question mark, yes. Uh, Yes. uh, She she broke the three-point contest record with 37 points. Uh, It's a smaller ball and the three-point line's closer. Uh, She even took to social media to challenge Steph Curry to a shootout. Curry seemingly accepted. Ben, would you tune in to watch this? Uh, I would rather stare at the wall
3: over there than watch it. I have no interest in this at all. It's a different game in the WNBA. How
4: did we do? Pass an issue.
3: That is a win. Put it on the board on Newbie Night. I won on Newbie Night.
4: What you know about basketball? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
3: Away we go on Password, the word game of the stars. Let's welcome in our combatants. We've got Pete in NorCal. What's going on, Pete? How you doing, Ben? Welcome in, Pete. newbie night. Thanks for calling in here. What do you got going on in Northern California? On my way to work at UPS. Oh, nice. What can Brown do for you? Everything. Pay the bills. I'm sure he's never heard that before. No, is that are they still on strike? No, that's the actors. No, no, UPS was on strike. Oh, are they? You guys done with it? Not until August first. Oh, August first. That's bad UPS knowledge, Iowa Sam. It starts no, f- August first. I follow uh I follow the news. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Hold on. And we have Jimbo from the MO. Hello, Jimbo.
4: Hey, good to be on the show. I've been listening. It's great, dude. You know what's funny? I work for FedEx. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. rivalry. Rivalry.
3: We (laughs) got a rivalry now. Who's going to win, UPS or FedEx? This is like (laughs) Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants. Unbelievable. What a rivalry. All right, Jimbo. Hey, uh, and by the way,
4: yeah. don't go robbing banks dressed up as the wolf, by the way, okay? That's just bad. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Try not to uh, try
3: not to rob a bank, please. Oh yes. Uh all right, hold on a sec. Let's go back to Pete. Pete, you're representing all of UPS, Pete. Who do you want to partner up with on password?
4: I gotta go with Eddie.
3: Okay. I mean I'm gonna put an L near your name. Let me just give you the loss right now. Hold on a sec. And we've got Jimbo representing FedEx. Jimbo, who do you want to partner up with, Jimbo? Well, roll, roll the dice and give me someone. <laughs> now, no, Jimbo. Anybody got to die? You don't know? I think you should go with Iowa Sam. You want to go with Iowa Sam, Jimbo? Yeah, we'll try Iowa All right. Sam. All right. Iowa Sam. I never get picked. You a FedEx guy? <laughs> well, Because you're never on the yeah. show, Iowa Sam. That's why you don't get picked.
4: I'm here three times this week. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We have a list of words, one to ten. So Pete and NorCal representing UPS. Jimbo, the FedEx guy. Pete's with Eddie. Iowa Sam is with Jimbo. And Pete, you were on the air first, so please pick a number, one to ten, please.
1: He's not He's not, He's not. at it.
3: Oh, hold on a sec. Well, that would help to put him on the air. Let me uh, lock him in. There you go. You're locked in. I successfully locked both callers on the air. Hello, Pete. You're back on the air, Pete. Pick a number one to ten.
4: Let's go and look at number seven.
3: Number seven. All right, Eddie, number seven. All right, the uh, the password is Cyclone, Cyclone.
4: Hurricane. No! Oh! Opportunity is
3: knocking, Iowa Sam and Jimbo. Opportunity is knocking.
4: So I do. I do number seven as well.
3: Thanks for listening, Iowa Sam. Yes, you do number. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure the rules. Got
4: the All rules right. here. It's, it's right. a bad clue. So I
1: need the answer to cyclone.
4: Okay, here we go, Jimbo. You ready? Yep. Twister.
1: Tornado.
3: Oh, that's right. Nine points. How many? How many twisters have you been in back in your younger days in Iowa? I mean, I've seen well, them from a distance. They're scary. Yeah. I'm in Missouri, so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're right there in, in uh, yeah. Tornado Alley right
2: Tropical yeah, down there. Yeah. You get all kinds of crazy yeah. weather.
3: Okay, back over to Jimbo. We go 1 to 10, but not 7. 1 to 10, but not 7. Pick a number, Jimbo. Uh, 3. Number 3. Iowa Sam, number 3. Start with 10 points. Okay. Here we go. Number 3. Representing FedEx. FedEx mm. is in the lead right now.
2: Grilling barbecue
3: yeah (laughs) right again right again 19 nothing fedex gets out in front we go back over to pete and norcal with eddie and pick a number one to ten but not three and not seven number one number one number one all right. Um, let's see. Hmm. La, 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 la. Um, I'm going to do a little different here. Let's go with um. um? coil. Coil. Ooh. Uh, electric. No, no. No, it's not. T- Back no. to Iowa Sam to run up the score. Iowa Sam, you can close the door with a win here if you get this right. Ah. Uh. I got it. <laughs> He's already got it. He says, 20. No! Oh, he got, it. Oh, wow. he, he he got it! He got it! He got it! He got it from my clue, so I think I should get points for that. 29 to nothing. Maybe Sam didn't even give a clue. At this point, you might as well go on strike right now, Pete. <laughs> my God. 29-nothing. Unbelievable. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Back over. Who's next? Is it Iowa Sam? Are you going up now? Yeah. I think you are. Iowa Sam. I Pick a number there. Jimbo. Two? Number two. Number two. All right. Number two. Question. Jimbo? Question. Okay. Well, that was the. <laughs> 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 He's so good. That was the clue. Is it? Was a- it was question. Question, answer.
4: Oh! he got it right again! He's 39! No boss!
3: No boss! FedEx! FedEx wins the game! Jimbo!
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought
2: in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
4: This is
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.